Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Hi, I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining us. Welcome to part two of Surviving Crisis. If you've listened to part one, you know I had three guests from three very different industries talking about what's going on in their business, what are they doing, and what do they see in their industry, as well as how are they really staying sane during all of this. In part two, I have three new guests, all from very different industries. I think you're going to find this fascinating. So sit back, relax, get out your notebook and pen to take some notes because you're going to hear some really great insights that you could potentially put into action today. So I hope you stay with me during this podcast. I think it's really educational and it's perfect for what's going on out there right now. And away we go. I'd like to welcome my next guest, Lisa Holmes, founder of Strategic Performance of Los Angeles. She is a fractional HR person, and you know I'm a fractional marketing person, so we have a lot of kindred spirit. Lisa, welcome. Thank you so much, Angelo, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we get started, take a couple minutes, uh, and put who you are and your business in context for the audience. Sure. So you mentioned my name, Lisa Holmes, and um, I've been an HR leader for more than 30 years and most specifically work in my business, Strategic Performance Los Angeles, as the fractional HR consultant, executive coach, outplacement services, and leadership training. So all things HR would be me. All righty. Fantastic. First of all, most importantly, it's You're well, you're safe, your family's all good. Oh, we are doing great. Um, You know, we've just uh, adopted very quickly to working from home because I work from home. Um, You know, my husband and and his prior careers have at various times worked from home. So we just went back to the old school of what we knew. So um, it's just been, you know, reverting back to old times. Okay, fantastic. Well, as a as a HR person, I'm sure that uh, your phone has rung off the hook, and that you're probably getting a lot of phone calls trying to, you know, deal with businesses that want to furlough or lay off, or just lots of questions about the PPP and the ABC and all the other things <laughs> that are going on out there in the government world. It's confusing as all get up. I have to admit, but uh, I'm sure that that has been a huge change for you. Obviously, there's a lot of kind of new things to deal with. Sure, absolutely. So we think that it's easy just to deploy everybody to go work from home because in most people's mind, we think, well, who wouldn't want to go work from home? Well, it's not that easy, right? Mm-hmm. There's when you're moving people and processes along with them, you know, having the right structure to do that can be challenging. And in this particular time where we just really abruptly had a crisis that just kind of fell down on us like a ton of bricks, we didn't necessarily have a crisis management process in place. Most organizations, unless you work in that kind of an environment, don't really have a plan in place. 
um, for its people and it's for its business. And so that's been some of the biggest challenges. You know, it's interesting. I didn't even think about that. I mean, in the marketing world, we talk about, you know, crisis plans from a PR perspective. You know, what happens? What do we do? How do we deal with the press? But in general, you're right. Unless they maybe had an earthquake uh, crisis plan in place here in, in Southern California, most companies would not have had a plan in place to deal with the pandemic and having to send people home and losing their businesses and losing their customers. I mean, it's just probably catching uh, everybody really off guard for the most part. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, employees um, in some cases for the first time are working from home. Um, you know, so what does that look like? How do you keep them on task and engaged and feeling connected? And some people thrive in um, the office kind of environment. And then there's some who, you know, could function just as well and then probably um, more effectively working from home. And how do you, um, you know, again, engage those that are now working from home for the first time and what kinds of things do you need to have in place for them? Mm -hmm. How do you, mm -hmm. how do you keep them engaged? How do you keep them feeling connected to the organization's culture and their peer groups? Um, and so, you know, that can be uh, a challenge as well. Okay. Well, that kind of segues, I'm segueing into the kind of my next question is given your experiences and what's going on. I mean, what kind of recommendations would you make to my listeners, you know, business leaders like yourself um, to help keeping their business moving forward and, and to, not only to prepare for today, but also what happens when this ends? This will end and, you know, businesses need to be ready for that. God, hopefully sooner than later, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, the very first thing is developing a game plan for your business. You know, we just kind of, again, like I said, had this thing that just fell down on us like a ton of bricks. And if you're not someone who um, is into planning and makes that a priority in your business, I would say that this is something you definitely need to hone the skill of doing. Because in this particular environment, employees need direction. They need to know where they're going from here. They need to understand the work that they're doing is still making an impact on the business. So having a very clear game plan. And then I think number two would have to be around communicating often with your team. If you've not been someone who has regular touch bases with your people, it is highly advised because they need to be connected to you. When you're in the office, you see them often, right? You might stroll by several times a day and say hi and have little quick touches, right, of conversation. But in this environment, not so much. So now you need to rally the troops and keep them close, um, you know, by having um, regular communication, team meetings virtually, um, you know, I'm, I'm big on using things like uh, Click or any of the instant messaging um, technology that you can use so you can stay connected and engage in conversation um, quickly during the day because nobody wants to send, you know, three emails 
to answer a business concern or question that you could send a chat message to very quickly and get and get that answer and get or give that direction and keep going. Um, and then I think the other thing is probably helping them understand the, the tactics around working from home. What does that look like? And being resourceful and making sure they have all the tools that they need. So you heard me mention Instant Messenger, that maybe everybody's set up to use Zoom meeting. Um, you know, how does work and business continue as usual from that perspective and working from home? Okay. All right. Fantastic. So if we look at um, on the flip side now. Mm hmm some great recommendations for, for my listeners, but we're all sequestered at home doing things differently as you've been talking about. So what are you doing different? What kind of activities are, are you doing to help keep yourself active, inspired and sane? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm somebody who goes to the gym three or four times a week. And since uh, we don't have that as a benefit at this moment, I had to um, find some other ways of engaging through kind of video exercise programs. Um, I bought a little uh, one piece uh, workout system that I've been able to use here on a daily basis in between some of those video workout sessions. Um, I, you know, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be connected to many different kinds of groups. You know, um, I'm connected to a CHRO leadership group. And we would meet um, in the past once a month by phone, and now we're meeting weekly. And the great thing about this is I'm connecting with my peer groups who work for different types of organizations all over the country and internationally. And so we're talking about the challenges that we all are facing and some of the strategies that we are deploying to kind of keep business running and uh, working through some of those opportunities. And so I'm learning from other people who are experiencing things that are different from me. However, we just never know how some of those little tidbits of information can be so helpful for me and my business today. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we have even started as a team talking about um, you know, how or what will business look like going back to work um, and, you know, developing some strategies around that. So some very interesting conversations. And I'm always somebody who tries to tune in to, you know, whatever learning opportunities are being offered. So LinkedIn Learning has been great. They've been offering, um, you know, some free, uh, you know, e-learning courses that you could tap into. So just taking advantage of all those things that are, are readily available now that might not have been in the past. All right. Well, fantastic. I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule today and joining me at the Business Growth Cafe. Thanks so much, Angela. Be well. All right. You too. Thank you so much. My next guest on the Business Growth Cafe is Karen G. McCulley. She's the principal of Relevance PR, and they focus really on a lot of lifestyle, travel, destination, cruise, food, restaurants. And Karen, welcome. 
Thank you very much for having me, Angelo. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've met you before. We, we know each other. And uh, so I'm excited to have you on the show. A lot of the PR people I talk to come from that uh, B2B world. And I love that you come out of that consumer side. And, and uh, when I had my agency uh, a few years back, we were almost all consumers. As a matter of fact, I remember our creative partners, we told them we had an opportunity to work for a technology company. And they just looked at us and said, pass. We're, we don't even want to bother. Go hire another <laughs> freelance team. We have we don't even know what they're talking about. So, uh, so I, I love the fact that I can straddle both worlds, but it, it's been really interesting. So first of all, let's take a few minutes and tell my listeners about you and your business. Sure. Um, so uh, as you mentioned, I'm Principal of Relevance PR, which is a full-service marketing communications firm. We're based in Los Angeles, and we have teams in New York, uh, Northern California, and San Diego. Um, we offer, as you mentioned, uh, we specialize in tourism and hospitality, uh, primarily on the B2C or the consumer-facing side, but we do do a lot of trade work for some of our clients as well. Uh, but we do everything from media relations and blogger relations to event marketing, strategic partnerships, uh, community relations, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we've been doing a lot of crisis management yeah. over the last yeah. couple of months. Um, and, but since our agency specializes in travel and hospitality, um, obviously COVID-19 has greatly affected all of our clients, uh, and in turn, um, us. So we, um, we're doing fine, but our business has dropped off. Um, and we have been, uh, like I said, doing some crisis communications and that's where our expertise there has been coming in handy for some of our clients. Okay. You know, it, it's interesting. I, when I think about crisis management and, and from you know my background in marketing and advertising, I think crisis PR. But really, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's probably much broader in the sense that there is a real crisis, whether it's uh, furloughing people or shutting down businesses or closing your businesses. So, I mean, it's beyond just, you know, uh, something happened that you need to manage the press, right, from a crisis mm -hmm. standpoint. Mm -hmm, exactly. And we have been, um, our, our clients, unfortunately, there are some who have closed. There are some who have, um, you know, a, a hotel group has lost, you know, hotels have lost so much um, group business as well as transient and leisure because everyone is on safe safer at home orders. Mm -hmm. So they're, you know, they're, the businesses are doing what they need to do. And then our job has really been to, um, has been in the media relations realm of, of the crisis wheel where we have um, helped one client in particular um, come up with the right messaging um, and speaking points. And then obviously uh, booking them on on national uh, broadcast shows, talking about specifically how COVID nineteen has affected the restaurant industry, and mm -hmm. even more specifically than that, the mid size um, restaurant groups. So um, this one company had to close thirty seven restaurants and furlough forty five hundred associates. Wow, 
Yeah. You know, so so part of my next question is, you know, recommendations that you have based on your business experience that that my listeners and business leaders like yourself could really benefit from moving forward. But be, but before I actually have you answer that question, you know, it, it's interesting when we're talking about crisis and my question to you is out of your clients, for example, and, and, and maybe some of your peers that you have talked to, how many actually had a plan in place or saw this coming to really put a crisis plan in to ready to go into action? And I know in my experience so many times when I would bring up crisis programs to clients, they would say, ah, you know what, that's never going to happen to us or, you know, I'm not really worried about it until something happens. So has this been more of a kind of a reactionary tactic for you, not you personally, but your clients, or was there a proactiveness in setting something in motion? Um, all of our clients have operational crisis plans, but I don't believe, as one client says, how can you prepare for the unimaginable? Um, I and I, I have actually helped to write some of those um, plans from a communication standpoint, but I don't think any of our clients had this particular situation in their crisis manual operationally. I honestly don't um, because who, I mean, I mean, who would have, who would have thought, <laughs> you thought? know, who would have thought, how can you prepare for the unimaginable? And so I think that um, there has been, I, I think every business in a lot of ways has been reactionary to this because I don't know how you can prepare for something like this. How can you prepare to close 37 restaurants overnight and furlough almost 5,000 associates in a day? You know, I, yeah. I just, I just don't think. I haven't talked to anybody who had a plan in place for something of this magnitude. Well, so many people that I've talked to, the how we come out of this situation, the pandemic and, and certainly potentially the recessionary times to follow will really change. We're talking, you know, you hear the new normal, the new normal. I call it the next new normal because I look back at the last recession and call that mm -hmm. the new normal. Exactly. And I think that, we're going to see so many changes from every everybody looking at, do I really need all that real estate now that I know that like, my people can be productive at home? But I also think, to your point, it's who would have thunk that you needed a plan in place for something like this? I bet you a whole lot of companies are going to be thinking that now. It's certainly going to be a chapter or two in any crisis program that, that you have and, and other folks have, I would imagine, going forward. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think the fear, of course, is we're out of this, and then in the fall, when which back to flu season, and of course, cold weather, which seems to be spurring this thing on. Um, potentially, we could see it reemerge. So again, uh, I, I pray that it does not. But now we have some some future. We're back to the future, right? So we look forward a little bit that so we can make some plans. So back to my other question then about what you've been doing and things that you've seen, what are some of the kind of just recommendations you would make to other business leaders 
about how to keep your business moving forward now and in, in preparing for the future? Um, well, the first thing, as and I'm, I'm coming from a service provider um, perspective um, versus, you know, an actual product to sell. Um, so what we offer is our expertise and our time. And I would recommend uh, donating services to existing clients um, who had to take a hiatus because of COVID-19. Um, we have seen how incredibly appreciative they are and how much our services are actually needed. Um, it helps, you know, companies who do decide to do this, it keeps them in contact with their clients who have had to go on hiatus. It's helping them to weather the storm. Um, and, and frankly, it keeps us busy doing what we're good at and, you know, keeping, keeping our brains working and, you know, continuing relationships that we, we had before this all happened um, so the first thing I would suggest is donating services if you can. You, I mean, we've seen we've seen examples of it every day from every sector, um, but that is is one uh, one recommendation. The um, another recommendation is donating services to online businesses who may not be your clients, uh, but that are doing well. So such as you know alcohol. And the wellness industry are doing really well right now because no one can, you know, people are either drowning their sorrows in alcohol or they're, <laughs> or they're, um, they're stocking up, you know, because they're sheltered at home. Um, and same with wellness, because you can't go out to a spa, you can't go to the gym. So having wellness come to you in your home, those industries we have seen, um, great growth in. Um, and so donating services to those types of businesses to heighten awareness of their product or service during this time um, would be good because first of all, uh, my guess is that um, a lot of them can't afford um, to hire someone on to help them with marketing or they are trying to conserve cash. Um, so this comes as a welcome form of aid um, and it helps businesses, uh, serve the, the one donating the service, building relationships with a new company that's may not be in their portfolio, which is really exciting. Um, and lastly, I mean, it's a way of giving back, you know, I mean, I don't sew, so I can't make and distribute masks. <laughs> um, you know, some people may not have the resources to make monetary donations. Um, but this, uh, for, for some people, especially in the service industry, this could, this is a way of, of giving back when people uh, and companies need you. Um, another thing I would suggest is staying connected. Um, a lot of, you know, with your colleagues, your industry's professional associations and others that you just normally work with, whether it's just to check in to see how they are, what they're doing, how this has affected them. Um, professional associations have really been great about offering virtual seminars and coffee talks related to the virus and how that has affected the, the, a particular profession and what um, colleagues in the industry are doing. So it, it makes, I think it makes this, this, this imposed isolation, not so imposed, you know, not so isolating because you're actually able to still connect with colleagues and people that you work with. Um, and the last I would say is, is access and apply for aid. 
um, whether it's, you know, unemployment, the Paycheck Protection Program, the SBA's Emergency Economic Industry Disaster Loan, you know, all of that is in place because of this. And, you know, none of this, none of us asked for this, we couldn't control it. And there is aid out there. And I would recommend that um, companies and and there is aid for everyone from the gig worker to, you know, companies that have more than 500 employees. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Got some great advice, some great tips. I really appreciate it. And so one last question before we, we go. We've been sequestered now about maybe getting into four weeks or so. What are you doing? What kind of activities are you doing to keep yourself active, sane, motivated from going crazy? Whatever? <laughs> um, well, as I told my daughter who said the other day, I am so bored and she's a senior in college. And so she's, of course, home because everyone's doing virtual learning now. And I just told her that, you know, we're never really going to have this time in our lives again to be together like this. So we should just embrace it and make the best of it. So we've been cooking together. We've been playing games. We've been Zooming with family members. We've been enjoying the outdoors when we can. Um, you know, we are still fairly busy with client work, both paid and donated. So we have donated our time to our existing clients, and we've actually donated our time to um, another um, company which couldn't afford to hire us, but is doing only online alcohol sales. So we're, we're donating our time to them. Um, I'm applying to and following up on supplying docs for all the loans and grants that are out there. Um, I'm a devoted yogi and I've never been able to practice at home, um, which I now do daily because it's the only option I have. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. I've actually been helping individuals in our community who have gone to online services, services such as yoga, and just helping to promote their offerings within our community, for, you know, via social media and apps like Nextdoor, because a lot of people, I mean, that's who want to do yoga or used to go to a gym and that, and their gym isn't offering anything. I was just making, you know, what I know about available to the people in our community. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, it's been a great conversation. And I, I really appreciate uh, you carving time out of your busy schedule <laughs> from doing some yoga. But uh, now you can go back to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. All Angela. right. Bye bye. Bye bye. My next guest is Josh Walters, president of AdMerge. I, I love the I love the line that you have on your I think it's your LinkedIn. It's a better world through better work. I, I love that. And and I don't think I've ever told you that before. I think that's a great line. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean my whole mindset is uh if we can let people go home happy, fulfilled, um, and manage well. They go home happier, right? So they they go back to life, whether it's their family or their community, and they're them, right? They they feel content. Um, it's simple things, and, and that's really my mindset on on work in general. You know, stress is okay, but if we can put people in the right seat and help them give uh, a clarity of, of what their performance looks like, they can they can really go home and, and enjoy themselves. Okay, how how is given the crisis and the fact that we have so many people working from home now? How has that impacted your business? You know, it's, it's been good and bad. Um, on, on some, you know, I've got clients who they're shut down. Nothing's happening. They're working remotely and 
you know, frankly, there's not much they can do. And I've got other clients who are sailing. Um, we've done some searches while uh, things have been shuttered for a while. Um, I've got some clients who are grabbing talent because talent's on the market. Yep. Um, some of that talent is jumping on the market out of fear, right? They haven't been laid off. They haven't been furloughed. They just are reading the ready on the wall. Um, that, that concerns me a little bit. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I've been busy. Yeah, I would think. I would think you, you had made a comment about people grabbing talent because it's available. And that was a comment I made uh, the other day in a, in a presentation I was making that, you know, businesses need to keep an eye on their competition, need to understand that, you know, they're looking at you. You should be looking at them and a press release that they just laid off X number of people potentially put some good talent on the street. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why I jumped right into it, let's backtrack just a second and let's tell the audience a little bit about you and your business. Okay. Um, and, and Merge does essentially two things. We help organizations hire top executives. So generally that's C-suite VP director. Um, and we do the executive search for them. And on the other side of the business, we are using assessment tools to teach the managers and leaders how to understand the behaviors of their people and manage them effectively. So um, if I can if I can teach someone how to manage somebody in the way they need to be managed, um, they can be more effective about managing performance. So uh, that's two sides of our business. Um, ultimately, a lot of our work falls into M&A or succession planning, where we're trying to either build a team as part of a succession plan, or we are um, building a team that can be stable throughout a transition, whether that's a uh, change of ownership or a change of owner stepping back or a reorganization or redirection. I think right now we're going to see a lot of redirection after uh, this finishes up. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And uh, I think a lot of people are already starting to think about how those plans are going to look. And I've been telling folks, you, you can't wait until this is over to do something. You need to do it now. You need to set those plans in place. You're, instead of being reactive, you got to have a nice balance to how you're looking at what you, what you're having to do today versus what you have to do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, during this crisis, now what are we into it? Four weeks, I guess, that we've been home, pretty close to it. Yeah. It seems like yeah. a year, but <laughs> it does. <laughs> um. So based on your business, things that you've experienced, things that you're now doing. What recommendations can you make to other business leaders like yourself that can help keep their business moving forward, not only for today, but when this is over? Well, I, I think you already hit my, my biggest one, and that's plan for tomorrow. We need to be really planning for the rebound. It's going to rebound. We don't know the entirety of the situation. We don't know what the economy is going to look like. I, I have this prediction that we're going to rebound quickly, but ultimately, we don't know. But let's start planning for it. So let's start let's start looking at the more strategic elements of our business. What do we want to get done now? What do we want to look like when we come out of this? Um, you know, the other side of, of the situation is it's a good time to let, let some people go if we have to. Um, but let's get smart and really make decisions based upon the um, where we want to be. So like I'm saying, it's plan for the rebound, plan for tomorrow, and and start building that. Um, it's going to be much more difficult to pivot from doing nothing, being stagnant and watching our feet, than if we start planning and then say, oh, you know what? We need to make a couple of tweaks or adjustments based upon um, the new norm, whatever that looks like, right? So let's let's at least start planning for that. Okay. Do you find that you're getting, 
a lot of engagements right now or conversations going on with current clients or prospects about this very subject, getting the right people. So when that change happens, you know, you know my I would I would say the first week, week and a half of this, um, I was playing a lot of counselor, you know, a lot of conversations of trying to encouraging and, and trying to tell people to look at the, the stats, look at the data they have, not uh, the, their surroundings. Um, so a lot of more advisor and, and, and coach kind of conversations. Um, right now I'm busy. I mean, we've got, we've got a couple searches going on where we're trying to find some key people that would not be on the market previously. And, um, we've got some clients who want to use this time to build capacity of their teams. Let's, let's actually do some training to teach our supervisors and managers how to manage. Um, let's improve their capacity because, you know, listen, they're, they're probably not as effective at home. Or if they are, they're going through this shift of uh, of if they're not used to being a, a work at home person, all of a sudden they are. You know, they got they got things they're going through. You know, they have challenges to adjust to. Um, they got to figure out scheduling, times, and, and accountability. I mean, all of those things they have to go through. So yeah, we're busy on that side of the, uh, of the business for sure, um, and I don't see it stopping. Yeah, yeah, I could only see it getting more intense. Especially as people start to get past the cash flow issues and start to really kind of settle in that this is normal right now, and you can't just constantly be in a panic mode. Yeah, I think I'll tell you, um, the SBA programs are out there. They're really interesting, um, but these are not things that the CEO needs to be focused on, right? Assign it to somebody and walk away. Uh, the number of my clients or people I've talked to that are spending a significant amount of time of their own time doing this. Why? Why? I mean, it's paperwork that comes from HR and from finance. Let someone else handle that. Um, You know, unfortunately it's those kind of conversations. It's like, guys, let's get really smart. Let's get really smart at what we're working on and let's get focused on what matters. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's a great point and great advice. So my last question then we, as we've been sequestered, what are you doing? you and your family or you to keep active, keep yourself inspired and motivated and not go crazy. Do you hear that? I did hear, hear that. that in the background. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my littlest, uh, who turns one on Thursday. No, um, thank you. Um, you know, we, we are, uh, we're making the best out of it. It's definitely difficult. Um, I'm used to being out and about always and coming home to my family and kind of just relaxing. And uh, my girls are active. I got four of them and they want to be active and outside and the rain has not helped too much. Um, thankfully, we've got a little uh, break right now. But, uh, you know, we're doing what a lot of families are doing and that's we're having family meals. Um, that's part of our, our routine anyways, but it's it's nice. Um, you know, we're cooking a lot more. My kids are cooking with my wife. Uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're spending the family time right now. Uh, and that's and that's good. Um, obviously, I think from a schooling and socialization standpoint, families and, and those of us who are used to being out and about um, need to deal with some of that. I think there's going to be some mental uh, health issues that show up. There will be some relationship issues that show up um, from being shuttered in. So uh, I think, yeah, I mean, people have to be attentive to that. Um, but for me personally, I, I, I am taking a step back and really focusing on some strategic planning for my own business, uh, looking at some options for how I want to grow and expand. Um, and some of that's for just existing clients. 
And part of that's for looking at how I can take my business and uh, remove myself from, from pieces of it to be able to expand further. We as business owners have to take advantage of this time. And as you just said, step back and really, you know, put the whiteboard up there and really think about where we want to go, and where we want to be in six months from now or at the end of the year. Josh, yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah. And um, I know you're a, an avid and passionate golfer, so I'm I'm always living vicariously through uh, your adventures, trying to find a golf course in these uh, difficult times. But you've managed to do it. I, I have found a couple. And uh, if I can convince the boss, um, I'll head to Phoenix when things get a little better to play some golf because they're open. All right. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, Angelo. Right, Take bye care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this show. Part two of Surviving the Crisis. We had some great guests in both part one and part two. If you started with part two, I encourage you to go back and listen to part one. I mean, really, six different people, executives running their businesses, and such great insights that you really just can't get by reading an article. So this is this is a wonderful opportunity to really learn from folks that are in the trenches just like you, business leaders just like you that are trying to make it happen every day, just like you. I am Angelo Ponzi, your host. If you'd like to find out more information about me, read my blogs, or do my show videos, you can visit theponzigroup.com or certainly uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Also, if you are a subscriber, thank you very much. And if you are a subscriber, I encourage you to let others know about the show so they can benefit from this great content. And if you're a first-time listener or not a subscriber, I encourage you to do so. Thank you for your time, your interest. Stay safe out there. Shelter in place. We will get through this together. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.